more Bulls Beat Now. Once again, here's Derek Sharp. Incredible start for women's golf. If you want a full recap of how they pulled it off in Boca Raton, and you're going to get a lot of the details anyway here, you can go to our special Wednesday version of Bulls Beat that was only on the podcast page. But Melanie Green wins her first solo individual championship. She shared a medalist honor previously, followed by her head coach, the tremendous leader of the Bulls women's golf team, along with assistant a.k.a. the other DS, Dalton Stevens, Erica Bennett. MG, I know you're thrilled winning the individual title, and we'll talk about how that ended up, but let's talk about the whole beginning to the spring as a whole for the Bulls. Really exciting stuff. I mean, we started off kind of chilling after the first 18, and then and then the Bulls did some magic on the second 18, which is um, per usual, so good to see for sure. And then we... We all just were pretty pooped after the 36 holes we hadn't done in a while since the fall. So, uh, so yeah, no, we just kind of got a good night's rest and and kind of had no no fear. Just go out and go out and have fun and spread a lot of energy throughout the team. Um, it was good for me. I watched I watched Leo kick butt on the first nine holes. She was four under after nine, and I had seen all the fist bumps and all the things. I'm like, yeah, Leo's killing it. Blah blah. blah. This is awesome. Kind of making me calm a little bit because I kind of knew what was going on leaderboard wise. So to to finish on on 18 and everybody kind of celebrating and, and everybody know, knowing that we had gotten the job done it was just it was just a really good emotional lot of fun so well you mentioned uh, something that was interesting there the fact that you guys after being in the lead going into the final round just went out and, and had fun yeah. and that's not always the case for the team that's at the top of the leaderboard is mm-hmm. is that an, an attitude you kind of embrace because you've been yeah. at the top of the leaderboard a lot which is good yeah yeah, yeah. um the coaches have been really instilled that, that we just need to kind of play as kids and mm-hmm. and go out and have fun and um, we just kind of lean on each other. We've got such a great environment and chemistry, chemistry throughout the team. So, so it's really just translated to the golf course, which is which is um, very calming. That's awesome. And you mentioned your your second uh, eighteen as a team, two eighty one seven under. And I'm looking quick glance. That was four better than any individual round. What was going on? Because that second eighteen is supposed to not be the easier uh, side. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because there's. There's there's comments that you make in golf, right? Like beware the sick golfer. They're just because they're not thinking of anything, right? <laughs> like they're just so they're just trying to get through the day, right? And maybe that was us. I mean, not that we were sick, but we were just tired, right? So we're just trying to get through the round, right? So doing the best we can, not really a whole lot of thoughts going on, just how to get it in the hole fast. Some of it might have been fatigue, but um, we just kind of kept our kept our chins down and just kind of did our work. So. So that was the attitude of the team. Now let's talk about just forgetting this event, the attitude of being a team that is expecting to do sort of the things that you guys are doing. So you're in an event with SEC and Big Ten schools, and in the end it's you and a, a team from the Summit League, and you, I, I'm guessing anyway, it wasn't there. It felt like it was supposed to be that way, like the Bulls are supposed to be doing what they're doing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, even after our our first tournament in Wisconsin, we, you know, coaches tried to do a really, they did a really good job about making sure that we no longer were feeling like the underdogs and we were starting to feel like we belonged. And, and that is definitely translated through the rest of the fall. And, you know, as the start of the spring, we just, I mean, we went there knowing that we belonged and that we had a really good chance to win it. And we just kind of went out and did what we had prepared to do. So. Uh, it looked like the last hole, it was, uh, you and the the leader from Denver, and you were tied for the lead. I'm sure that you were aware of this. So yes. uh, take us through that that 18th. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anna's great, first and foremost. She um, she was a lot of fun to just kind of walk around the 54 holes with. I played with her the first 36 holes in the 18 course, and, uh, you know, she was just really cool cat, you know, very calm, funny, um, very chill to be around, so that, so that was awesome. But uh, it was her and I battling through the 18, and, and I knew it, she knew it. Um, she had her coach with her the whole 54 holes, it felt like. Um, so, she, so, you know, we didn't talk a whole lot, but when – her coach wasn't there. We did chat a little bit, so that was, so that was calming, right? And then, um, so not hated enemies no, going no, up no, against no, each no. other. No, of course not. Of course not. It was definitely friendly for sure. The 18th, yeah, it was unfortunate. She teed off first. She teed off first, and uh, she she went left. The wind was going hard right to left, and uh, she went in the hazard left. Um, I wasn't entirely sure because there was a hill, but I was like, either way, you know, you just got to hit the fairway, kind of do your own thing. And so I hit the fairway right, and then my second shot, there's water all, the, all on the left, and then there's a little bit more room right, but you still kind of want to hug a little bit of the water side, right? And then uh, very nerve-wracking. I actually went first because they were taking their drop, and I was like, all right, Mel, you just got to hit the fairway, dude. Like, come on. Like, she's kind of already shot herself in the foot, unfortunately. But so I put myself in position and called – DS over because I'm just like I need a calming presence right now um, and then I had to deal with a lot of right to left win again to the green and uh, yeah I hooked a not really hooked it was just a win but he had no 20 yard little uh, draw 50 degree so that was it's wow. you don't really hook a wedge like that but wow. there was, that <laughs> proves to you how much and I had a cut so it goes it goes right um, but yeah no so that proves how much wind there was yeah so Jeez. And I was really fortunate enough to, to hit it like three feet from the pin. And I was like, all right, all I got to do is just kind of not, you know, three jackets. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> exactly. <way. laughs> so, yeah, no, it was it was just fun. It was um, definitely, you know, the Lord was like, all right, we're just going to take it all the way to the 18th for you to be nervous. So um, just really fun, all around good day. Thanks for not lying and said that you, tell me you drained a 50-footer. And no. Like, like, no, that, that, that's, that's tremendous, and congratulations on the win. And we'll talk more about your teammates with the head coach, but I wanted to ask you, and I, I know I've seen you at other events, uh, with a special presence on your, on your bag here. Tell yeah. people about the, your, the situation we've got going on here. Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to play in the All-American or the Patriot All-American event in uh, Phoenix, Arizona over the break. Um, So all of us, all the players are honoring one of either a fallen veteran or an injured veteran. Um, Blessed enough to have an Army Staff Sergeant, Kevin Charlie, Kimberly. And uh, so he had passed away. He was uh, patrolling their base and uh, he got hit with a a rocket-propelled grenade. And uh, bad dad. So, um, yeah, he was on patrol. He was actually from New York. So very – it wasn't – I don't – it was just how it happened. It wasn't – I don't think they picked, like, oh, we're going to put New Yorkers together. Um, So, yeah, no, I'm just – I put this on my bag because I had a very – good friend I'll, I'll, uh, Dr. Lee he uh, he read this and he's like it's really funny because um, the quotes that the friends have on here it says um, Staff Sergeant Kimberly was always there when you needed him he was a real down to earth guy um, there was nothing he there was never anything he wouldn't do for you and Dr. Lee had told me after the, the second round that him and I had some, some things in common um, mm. that I would do anybody I would do anything for, for the people I care about and um, he, Dr. Lee thinks that I'm down to earth. So he's like, it's really ironic that you got that guy. So, um, you know, if you're nervous or whatever, read that because he surely wasn't afraid when he was, you know, serving his country. So try to be like him, honor him. And, and so, yeah, I put it on my back because I'm like, you know what? 
this is this is pretty cool. I'm really honored that I got to. I hope that I honored his him and his family well when I when I carried his name on my back for for the five days or whatever. So yeah, um, I always have it with me now. It's um it's just something that that I like to have. I I appreciate my military. Um, greatest military in the world. I'm very grateful for their uh, bravery for our freedom. So my grandpa was in the Marine Corps. So just something that I like to have. I'm sure that Staff Sergeant Kimberly was uh, helping you out on that approach shot as well. Congratulations, Melanie. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations, Erica. And take us through that, I guess, two-horse race of a final round. Yeah, the final round, first off, the wind was whipping. It was it was, it was was blowing 18 to 35, and so Ugh. the game plan going into it was to make aggressive swings to conservative targets, and we knew that if we could hit more greens and regulations than the other teams, we would have a really great shot because the ball was just moving all over the place. Yeah. And kudos to the girls. They're mutters. They, they absolutely, when the, when the weather gets tough, they get tougher, and that makes a difference just from the mental outlook of going into that day. So um, got off to a really solid start. DS and I were looking at live scoring. We were feeling pretty good. And, and then we got around to, to the final few holes. And we were leaking oil a little bit, you know. And, and it was bound to happen at some point that day with the conditions. But um, credit to the girls. They stayed in the fight the whole time and just refused to give up and it was awesome to see him get rewarded for that so i did see some photos and it looked like they were dressed you know like for the the british open or something like that but now i understand the situation and this thing you have on is this an example of sort of the warm weather uh gear that we've added here you wouldn't think that the bulls would have much warm weather gear but it looks great we tend to play in some adverse conditions and we know we play an outdoor sport so even though we're in florida we don't we don't compete in south florida all the time and so of course we make sure that they're prepared for whatever the weather is going to throw at them um now did the wind stopped blowing when Alize was uh, taking her shots because she was on fire on the, the the back nine and that was critical right yeah Zay was five under through her last 10 holes she absolutely kept us in it and I think that you know when, when you look at the results and you see that everybody had a contributing score and, and everybody had an opportunity to really affect the outcome but what Zay did down the stretch was was absolutely magical she was so patient she just kept kind of lingering lingering waiting for opportunities and then her putter got hot so mm-hmm. to have five birdies in those last 10 holes that was really special for her ended up tied for six with leo of course and she started off strong uh she has been just outstanding she's going to ncaa conferences and speaking she obviously is a great student athlete uh to translate that onto the golf course and just to be able to to keep it all together as a student athlete we don't often talk about that angle of things yeah, there, there's so many moving pieces, and it, especially in our program, we, we really do have a holistic approach. We value the whole person, not just what you can contribute as, from a score standpoint. So to see Leo kind of stretch her wings and get more involved in campus and in athletics happenings has been really cool for her growth and her maturity. And, yeah, she um, she's never going to be out of the fight. That, that kid's got a lot of grit, and she's, she's really special. Before we get to the individual medalists, let's speak about that. I know it's been this way since the fall, but starting off the spring, we haven't really talked about Emma, you're a freshman, and, of course, the transfer, Alyssa. Yeah, those, those two have been instrumental. They both came in and just made an absolutely immediate impact. And one thing that I really like about Alyssa is she is in a place where she can exhale. And, and so to watch her you know, be able to just relax and, and play golf was really special. In the second round, she had a bogey-free 69, and I, and I don't think people understand how, how rare and how special it is to have a bogey-free round. So, I mean, absolute perfection out of her, really, really quality human, 
Um, we're big Alyssa fans. And then Fauci, <laughs> you know, only freshman and, and coming from international, she she's just plugged in and assimilated so well. And the thing that I think a lot of people would be surprised about to learn with her is even though she's a freshman, she has so much wisdom. She's very much an old soul. And, and when she contributes in the team meeting, you just watch the other girls sit up and pay attention because you know she's going to drop some wisdom. <laughs> I love from a person who does a lot of that herself. Now, before we talk about the actual performance and the score uh, that MG put together, she said something interesting, and that is that, that, that second 18, which is not usually going to be your better side, and it was the best round by four that anyone shot the whole event. Uh, they were quote-unquote the sick golfing team meaning beware of a team that's just kind of tired and just not not thinking uh how can you explain what happened it was a tremendous round yeah I think sometimes um especially in our sport like when you're not feeling your best physically there is number one it lowers expectations Mm -hmm. and and sometimes expectation expectations is a total killer in our sport so you kind of eliminate that variable and and people really do just kind of settle in and relax and there's, there's more of a, hey, what's going to happen is going to happen. And with our team, uh, the way they feed off one another and the way they're so connected, when, when things get going good, they tend to go good for all of them at one time. And I'm looking at the leaderboard, right? And it, here's the final round. It's you and Denver, and we've got four teams from the Big Ten. Got a highly ranked SEC team in there, but it felt like it was the Bulls and Pioneers. How cool was that and how awesome was the ending yeah credit to Denver they're they're a well-coached team they I thought their wedges looked really sharp they they were going to give us all they had and that's what you want you want competition especially down the stretch so um what what our team did and and what we try to do is we don't we don't want to overcoach, and I think sometimes that happens a lot where you rush in and you're you're trying to insert yourself in a situation that you know these girls know how to play golf, mm-hmm. and so managing emotions, managing like what's going on is important. But um, we kept trusting our team, and I think that's one thing that that at least from a feedback perspective that they appreciate about DS and I is we really have a ton of trust in them. So we we were good. We were we were chilled. We were relaxed, and and we knew that. When you let go of the expectation of the outcome is actually when you get the outcome. So we were like, if we finish first, if we finish second, like what's going to happen is going to happen, but let's stay in the fight and let's make sure that we're giving it our all. Now, she could have just uh, held ground on the final hole with her competitor from Denver, Anna, but Melanie ended up winning individually. Uh, How cool was that? I mean, she's been tremendous, but to get that individual championship. Yeah, so her second tournament victory, I don't think she's done yet. I think we'll see some more. Um, <laughs> but with so many second place finishes, you know, you start to kind of get a monkey on your back. And, and for her, I think that um, just a massive opportunity now for her to exhale and say, hey, you know, not the bridesmaid this time. <laughs> Got to be the whole bride. And, and her work ethic and just what she does and who she is as a person, like it's it's no shock to see that translate to, to her playing some of her best golf, but sky's the limit for her. I think she'll go on to have a really successful professional career when she leaves USF. Hey, pretty great start. Keep it going this spring. Thanks a lot. Thanks, DS. I definitely thank them, and Melanie Green, not surprisingly, was the female golfer of the week in the conference. Speaking of athletes of the week, men's track athlete Shavoy Reed, Bulls record in the 200-meter dash, 10th fastest in the NCAA this season and part of the 4x4 team that posted the 20th best mark of the year. If you want a full preview of what the Bulls are up to this weekend, the last meet before the conference indoor championships, which they're trying to win this year, incidentally, the Windy City Invitational, obviously, in Chicago. What a dramatic win for women's tennis against Stetson on Wednesday after struggling in doubles, meaning they had to win four of the six singles matches. 
Stetson won easily on the number two court. The top three players for the Bulls all pushed but went in straight sets. Grace Schumacher, Melissa Senley, and Ireland Semi. Fourth singles court, first set tiebreaker, huge. Marta Falsetta Font won at 9-7, then took her second set. But Gargi Parwar, who was the transfer from UIW, easily won her first two sets. So her match was in the bag. Nope. Magdalena Hedzak from Stetson, 6-2 in the second set. So it was the decider. It went down to the end, and it went 7-5. Parwar wins it. What a victory to get above 500, and they'll look to stay undefeated at home. Free pizza while supplies last on a Friday against FAU. Then Sunday, 11 a.m. against North Texas. That's Bark with the Bulls. You can have that at tennis. I think I'm going to stop by the tennis courts before we go over to softball on Sunday. The men's team plays always very good. Georgia Southern, meanwhile, on Saturday at 10 a.m., a doubleheader. They'll go to FGCU. Yesterday, in a rescheduled match, they dropped a heartbreaker to a really good Miami team. Lost the doubles point with their 17th-ranked-in-the-country duo of Alvin Tadorka and Eric Avelius losing and actually went down to a tiebreaker at number two, and yet the Bulls still managed three singles victories. Tadorica rolled 6-love in the second set. Bruno Oliveira at number two crushed his opponent 6-3, 6-1. And again, it came down to a third set, but this time Gravelius, after winning his second set dramatically in a tiebreaker, got bageled 6-love. So that's how the Bulls come to town. I mean, right there with the good Miami team. The Bulls are 3-3 three and three and again play two matches at home, a doubleheader on Saturday. So once again, we'll have a full weekend to recap for you. We'll probably do another hour-long Bulls meet on Monday. Talk to you guys from Philadelphia. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.